four. Hello, and welcome to an all-new episode of Men and Women Talk, the Mars Venus Show. I am one of your hosts, Kente, all the way live from Los Angeles, California. And I'm here with my one and only co-host, the beautiful, the talented, Shannon. How are you doing, Shannon? I'm good. How are you, Kente? I'm excellent. I'm excellent. How was your weekend? Um, it was good. I cannot complain. All right. And you How had was a- yours? Mine was pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh not exactly what I wanted it to be, but mm-hmm. we'll have to live with it. You had a great show yesterday with Thank you. Andre in the chat room. That was pretty cool. So we'll talk about it a little bit later. But I'm um, glad that you are here. I know you are at work too. So we got you. I am. Yeah, burning at, on burning at both ends of the candle. So No, I just wouldn't have made it home in time. So I figured I'd power my computer. Um, okay, that's what's up. Well, I'm glad that you were here, and I'm looking forward to uh, getting your talk, your take on today. All right, so we've been doing a series on podcasters who talk about uh, different topics, some relationships, and other things as well. And this is our third episode, and I've been wanting to get this brother back on the show. It's been a while. Uh, Me and Ramsey go back uh, a really good long time. We used to be my co-hosts on The Spotlight podcast mm-hmm. as well as um um i've been on just kicking it his show uh a whole lot as well um it's the one and only ramsey how you doing ramsey hey man i'm good man thank you for having me and, and tell the truth uh everybody that hate me and the things that i say kente is responsible he's the first one to interview me he introduced me to podcast he is my mentor so if you Ooh. want to meet anybody <laughs> Start with <weekend. laughs> Well, I will gladly take those bullets because I do have a, a Pope mobile. So um, <laughs> I'm afraid of uh, the shots. I can take them shots. No doubt. Um, no doubt. No, no, I mean, take them bullets with you. One of the things that, and before we get to uh, who else you brought with you, um, is about Ramsey, is the thing that. I love most about Ramsey is this brother is a, a straight shooter. You don't have to wonder about what's on his mind. He tells the truth a hundred percent of the time. And I really, it's just such a breath of fresh air, especially when you're, you know, you do things in this internet environment and you have people who, you know, doing all kind of crazy weird stuff. And, you know, um, it's just, it's, it's a breath of fresh air to meet somebody who's as real as brother Ramsey. And I'm so glad that you are, you are here and you are, you have your voice popping and all of that stuff. So I'm so glad. That you're well, I appreciate here. that, but I never heard it called a breath of fresh air. I heard is. a whole lot of Yeah. I wouldn't exactly fresh. call it uh, fresh, but. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know, I honestly believe that, you know, we have enough of people that's trying to be PC. You know, and like I said, I, I chose to stop lying to myself years ago. And due right to on. the fact that I don't lie to myself, I'm not going to lie to anybody else. So, you know, when you're right, you're right. When you're wrong, I'm going to say you're wrong, regardless of color. And I can sleep at night, you know, so I'm, I'm good. <laughs> and and I quote that all the time, and I and I attribute it to you. So this is the guy that I, I you always hear me say that quote, when that uh, Ramsey's realized that when he stopped, Lying to Ramsey, that's when he became the Ramsey we all know and love. So, yeah, you we all know. I don't know what that love thing. He must know people we don't know. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. All right. Also joining us is uh, your co host, 
from the Just Kicking It podcast and uh, uh, also member of the Raya, Raya, Raya Radio family, uh, Terrence. How you doing, Terrence? Pretty good, man. How about yourself? I'm great, man. And before we get started, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself so people can get, get an idea of who you are. I am the expert on a whole bunch of shit. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. You got to give us, for some of us slow people, you got to help us out. Give, give us a little I know y'all on here slow, first of all. So <laughs> I'll just say that um, what I said, I said what I said. Okay. That's it, it ain't that complicated. All right. All right. First <laughs> question then is how did you guys meet each other? We're actually family. Yeah, that's my first cousin. Yeah, yeah. We're, mm-hmm. we're, we're actually family. And um Terrence, his mama raised me. Yeah, Terrence is um what to call his cousin would be crazy. It's more like a, a brother relationship, you know. And um I've always extended my work to family. And he's just one of the few that uh actually came in and you know, you know, was like, Well, yeah, let me see what you're doing and let me be a part of it. So, you know, it, it, it's a love thing that goes beyond just the work. And you know, it's also somebody. It's 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 great to have him working with me because he knows both sides of me, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he don't let me forget, you know, that I'm a changed person. He's quick to bring up things like, you know, I remember when you wouldn't, you know. But uh, <laughs> it, it, it's cool working with family, man. Somebody that you know. Statue limitations ain't up yet, so we just. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, y'all pay a bill. <laughs> Y'all paid a lovely picture of Ramsey. Let me tell y'all. <laughs> no, nah, man. No, nah, but uh, it, it, it's good. That, the thing I love most about him is that, like you can tell, he's someone that I know I can speak to on an intellectual level. And even though we don't agree on a lot of things at a lot of times, and my wife has even said, I just knew y'all was going to come to blows. We both understand that it's never personal. Right. You know, we, we nah, because I'm usually right. But, you know, what? he is what he is. So, you know what I'm saying? You just got to take that. And you know, Rome wasn't built in the day, but I'm slowly winning them over. Really? <laughs> Not really. Yeah, no, no, not really. Uh-huh. But no, it, it's great to have someone that I feel, and I'm sure all y'all have been in a situation where you, when you walk in a room, you know, of that room, you know, and, and every now and then, it's, it's cool to be able to someone even if it's just on an intellectual level where that's not the case where you, where you can see someone and you're like okay we can share this spotlight and we i can speak freely without having to think about the responsibility of being the man up front you know so uh that's why i love having him on the show because i take on it all all beefs i deal with <laughs> all of it up front right and i knew he was doing this la show so i purposely Wanted to shout out my dude real quick. You know oh, what I mean? That's what's up. Rest in peace, Nip. That's what's up. I love it, man. Love it. Yeah, Mr. Hey, look, it, you know what? You know, I you was gonna get you. We gonna you know that, what? Bro. Huh? You could have told me you were gonna do I didn't even I didn't even look. I got Malika's shirt because he was like, Yeah, I wanna let me get a Nipsey Hustle shirt. Okay. All right. So <laughs> you got on the shirt, but that was my idea. Okay, that's the record. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you see what I'm saying? All right, so tell us about uh just kicking it. Oh man. Um, okay, the best way I describe this, Keenan, is imagine you uh, hanging out with a, with a few adults, friends of yours, 
and y'all are just talking about some things, whether it be political, music, or whatever, without any censors, without any, uh, without any holding back at all. And that's what just kicking it is. This is, this is extremely grown folk conversation, uncensored. And we have only one rule about our show. You can say whatever you want to say on the show. Just understand that what you say, somebody may disagree with, and they may tell you that they disagree with it. So as long as you can take what you give out, you're free to join us and listen in. And you know, one thing you're definitely going to get is honesty. Yeah. You know, but we say it, we speak it from the heart, and I, I don't think I, I don't think we've ever had to backtrack a statement we made. Well, I ain't biting my tongue no fucking way, so it wouldn't matter. <laughs> I don't backtrack. No, nah, I'm just kidding. I've had to backtrack on, on plenty of statements that, you know, he was just going to debate me to no end on. So, you know, I'll just go ahead and be the bigger man and say, um, you know, you're I'm, I'm right, Ramsey, but you know what? I'm gonna let you have it. And yeah, it's just like escape. We get heavy into politics. We get into religion. We get into relationships. We get into education. We get into healthcare. We get into the military. We get into conspiracy theories. Oh, yeah. Expert okay. on all of that shit. Well, like I said. We have a motto, and our motto is we promise not to offend anyone. We promise to offend everyone. So, <laughs> so Somehow. At some point, we're going to say something that's going to rub you the right way. So, <laughs> right. Yeah, like black women that wear Marilyn Monroe shirts. <laughs> Fuck us up with that. What y'all doing? What y'all doing? <laughs> Uh, and because y'all do a whole segment on that, <laughs> uh, okay, that may be a main event one night. <laughs> you know what? Now, there, when when I was on the show, and I don't, I, I, I'm trying to remember if you guys still do this. You guys used to have this, um, this segment at the end, and it was called, um, talking shit. Talk, yes, talking yeah. shit. Well, do you no, guys still do that? No, we don't because, uh, the, the thing now is that when I first started the show, it was a three hour format. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was it was easier to fit that in, but now it's just a two hour format. And plus, as, as I'm sure you are well, you you know, uh, being on the uh, administration end, you really don't have the time to be as creative as you want to, and to uh, you know do the research and things that you would really like. So it's right now. I'm telling you, we may get together what two, maybe Wednesday, and we have that time to put together the entire show. So you know, a lot of things had to you know be moved around and taken, you know, but uh, the show is building and, you know, the name, the brand is growing. So even though I hate that I can't be as creative as I like, I, I can't complain because the overall thing. Is He's going to talk shit regardless. So well, yeah, you well, don't really need a segment <laughs> called talking shit. It's talk, like, I don't talk as soon as the, as soon as the computer comes on, that's the segment. Oh, thing. Talk shit. Oh, hallway. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, now you don't do the show on this plat- platform, but um, it would be great if at some point that you can um, try this platform as well, because there's a it's a whole audience that's here, and they would I'm sure they would love your content. It's really good, um, but you can you do it on through Facebook, right? And uh, what's uh, yeah, the we, we actually uh, have an online radio station. It's called Ryan uh, Radio R A I A, which stands for Rise Above It All, and um, we are also on the TuneIn app. But yeah, we, we, we recently uh, just started um, doing live, you know, just trying to keep up with the trend. So now we're also doing live video feeds on Facebook, Twitter, and um, there's another one, YouTube. Yeah. YouTube, right. Yeah. Now, um, uh, okay, so you guys talk about sports, you guys talk about 
politics and relationships and all that good stuff. Um, it, can you think of a topic that you guys really went at it with each other and where you guys were on the opposing side? Oh, uh, black people. Are we going to elaborate? Uh, We have two different philosophies about modern black people. I believe Uh that uh, black people are free and need to get off their ass. And um, I'll I'll let I'll let you state your position. (laughs) I didn't say that black people were not free. I did say that they are burdened, they are more burdened than other groups. And therefore, you know, we need to reevaluate our whole concept of freedom and what all of this fighting for shit means. Well, see, that's what we disagree. Because we've been, look, we got stripped of the leadership. We got stripped of the leadership. You know what I'm saying? So. We talk about who we are now. Who do we tell these kids that we are now? Everybody free? Yeah, you're free. I mean, okay, but you got over 2 million people inside the prison system. That because they chose to do shit that got them arrested. Okay, but <laughs> but nobody chose to over sentencing, though. I mean, I, I mean, that's... Uh, yeah, this is one of those things that we debate on a lot. With yeah. me, it's, it's guilty of innocence. I don't, I don't give a right. damn if you was chewing bubble gum and you spit on the street and they gave you five years. To me, is that the, the my with your action? If you are innocent, then damn it, I will fight for you. If you're guilty and you're black in America, then you absolutely know the odds are against you. So if you decide to go out and do some dumb shit and get caught, I'm sorry. You know, I I, I got into a long debate with somebody over two days about this. They're like, yeah, yeah, but they're sentencing, they're over sentencing, and I'm saying you're still missing the point. You still, if, even if you say at 5%, I, I even go hiding that. Let's say 15% of the black people in jail are innocent. Mm-hmm. That's 85% that chose to do some dumb shit. Mm-hmm. So, okay. I'm not crying over mother that chose to do, this is not, listen, this is the world of the all this shit pop off every day. You go out here with this, it be mentality and you get your ass I ain't picking up a day. I'm not. I really I, I pick up that picking some brothers out here busting their damn ass trying to raise a fucking family making nine, ten dollars an hour. Damn, you got 15 years because you've been selling dope for 20 years. In 20 years, you ain't found a way out of the dope game. Do the 15 and shut the fuck up. That's an anomaly though, because ain't nobody yeah, having yeah. a twenty-year run no more. Who the fuck you? Who who got know, a twenty-year run? Except Oliver North, and I mean, come on, let's let's keep it all the way real. Because if if all of this look, we didn't Bro, we did not evolve from slavery into neighborhoods that were engulfed with cocaine. That did not happen. Okay, that well, shit was well, systematically well, brought into the hood. Okay. And, and, so, and I'm gonna try not to change. Uh oh, you guys are breaking up bad. Yeah, very. You uh, you of guns, cocaine, crack, all this shit on my lawn right now. You can do that. You can drive. I mean, I can't get out. My I'll car. take some guns. I, I, Whoever's listening, I want guns. I'll take. Guns. I can't open my door because it's, but still. 
choice whether or not I pick up a gun and kill my brother. It's still my damn choice whether or not I pick up a bag of crack That's and send it to my sister. So don't give me this bullshit about what the white man did. You chose to do this shit. I was just talking about one white man. Bro, and if you choose to do it, <laughs> it's on you. Period. It's that simple. You're right. I did not say the white man got to me out here selling the cocaine. <laughs> I'm just saying, when we talk about racial disparity in the United States, we do have to talk about things like generational poverty and mass incarceration because these are social issues that continue to affect us. You're right. For you know longevity. You're right, and it's a damn shame that it's still affecting us. Because, it is a damn shame because we won't get off our ass and do something. About that, 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 that's not we we off our ass. It's a lot of us working and shit. It's a lot of us. It's so a lot y'all, of us. y'all just be going at it, right? Well, you asked one of those topics, and this is the one. This is one. So, <laughs> you thought it. All right. What's a topic that that you guys seem to agree with quite a bit? <laughs> well, let me see something that we agree with. Um. That's a damn question. See, you see how quick you came up with the shit we disagree with, though. You see that, right? <laughs> and the dissension is real. This is not like a fake dissension to no, no, just no, get no, rated. You guys it, are actually we agree on this because our thing is about black improvement, empowerment. It's just we see it from two different ways. See, I my whole thing, I don't give a fuck about what was. I'm looking ahead from this point forward. What can we do today? So I'm not gonna sit here crying about what the hell happened back then. No, we do not agree on no damn Atlanta Falcons. I just want to be on that shit right there. Flag on the plate. No. But yeah, we, we agree on the same thing. Man. Yeah, at the end of the day, we gonna argue, but if anybody else ever jumped in, then we deal with this. We go back to our issues. And you know, yeah, but no, we, we agree on certain things. Okay, all right. That would be one of them. No, no. So let's get into the relationships and the dating. Uh, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So please. Okay, so let's think of uh, what's a, a the last kind of relationship topic you guys uh, hit on on your show. Oh man, it's been a minute uh, since we did a relationship. I can tell you what the best relationship topic was. Is the show we did was how many dates, you know, and we was trying to figure out how many dates before people get comfortable doing certain things, you know, that goes from uh, like using the restroom together, uh, sharing food without permission. Uh, like I, one question that really blew me away was how many dates before you would allow someone to borrow your car for eight hours. Tuh. <laughs> Depending on what kind of job they got. Shit. I don't know about that one, man. Never. <laughs> man, that's got to be some love to let, it, let somebody use my car. The like, whole eight? The whole day. Like, they dropped, you off at work. they dropped you off at work, and how many, you know. But I think that the, the biggest problem, like, with relationships, especially in the beginning, is that nobody is upfront, unhonest about their expectations. Mm. So... I'm really expecting, I'm expecting some sex by the third date. Like, 
and we can do these Monday, know, Tuesday, and Wednesday. We can do. I mean, no, no, I'm saying no. You you can't say that, but <laughs> but I'm saying that you know people have expectations, and we just don't put it out there on the table, right? You know, and that that gives you an opportunity to be a little more fake than you normally would be. Let, let me, let me ask you this question then. Are, uh, if you don't get it by the third date, are you out of there? It depends. On Not necessarily. It, I mean, it, it, it depends on who, who it is. I mean, it, look, a lot of them don't even make it to a third date. It's like, you know, it's really on some executioner type <laughs> Listen, okay. dating is so cutthroat, especially in a city like Atlanta and you know, say Jacksonville or Orlando, where they you know you have a lot of successful women, and then you got a lot of dudes that really don't pose a lot of competition because they're either you know mentally inept. They can't hold a decent conversation and a woman needs to be stimulated mentally. And they can't do that. They want to go straight for the ass. Right, right. So right. it's like now I, you have too much to choose from. You have too much variety and you can suffer from too much variety. Well, yeah, I feel bad for y'all. And I've been married for a while, but I remember uh, Me too. to answer, to answer no, that I'm question. Um, <laughs> when it comes to dating with me, it was all about why am I dating you? So I mean, if, if it's if it's all physical and I don't feel that's happening, then yeah, I'm gonna move on. But if it's you know like you meet somebody and y'all kick it and, and you really enjoy their company, then you know it, it doesn't have to be three days. But my whole only thing is just trying to see what they feel. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I want. That's it. Once I get good and I'm gone, you know. But the problem with dating is that, and I'm and I know I'm sound old when I say this, but the problem is that guys and ladies today, y'all don't date. That's the problem. See, mm. where I come from, going back to Ben Hill, it was nothing for me to go to, to the movie at Greenbrier on a Friday night with a girl. And then go mm -hmm. to a movie on Greenbrier on Saturday night with a different girl and see the girl that I was there with the night before. And it was never an issue. Why? Because we were dating. Or that time you went two times on Saturday and saw both of them with a different <laughs> chick that you was with. Nobody, see, ain't nobody asked for all that, bro. You, this, 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 family. <laughs> this is why I don't do stuff with family. But no, what I'm saying is that it was it was a understanding that we are dating. Like my family would, would when somebody would call me, my family would actually get on the phone and intentionally call out a different name. And you know, mm. I get on the phone and my girl's like, oh, your family, they're always tripping. Because we were dating. See, nobody dates now. Somebody like your Facebook page and y'all in a relationship. Right. You know, it's, 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's in a totally different world. And I think that's the problem. People need to go back to dating. You need to go back to it should be cool, you know, until you get to that point that you're like, hey, I really this is somebody I really want to spend some time with. Go back to date. There's nothing wrong with fucking dating. But nobody has a conversation long enough to get to know the other That's person. That's what I'm saying. You that need to part. Get to dating. So, 
you know. Okay. You got to so, get back uh, to conversations. Got... Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Shannon. When I say you got to get back to conversations. Right. Okay. Then you can okay. date. So, so you guys are the experts. Uh, you know, so first, where do you go to find a date? Oh, well, I don't do that anymore, but my spot was always the club. That's why I don't go to the club. <laughs> I mean, for real. <laughs> my wife, I've never been to the club with my wife, and that's the reason why. Because that's what I, I, when I went to the club, I went to the club for one reason. <laughs> well, it depends. It depends on what your motivation is. And I mean, like you can go strategically to certain places. Like, if, for instance, if you go to the Panera Bread around lunchtime out by one of the more expensive uh, hospitals, you are liable to run into a woman that's worth dating that's single because all she does is work. Hmm. Put some thought into this. Well, you need to write a book. But I'm saying I'm an expert. Panera bread. So I'm just saying. Panera bread. Okay. All right. Let me write that down. Panera bread near a hospital. Because women women are eating healthier now. Right. So you don't want to be in a place if you see a woman that's going, you know, all the time. She going to crystals. Yeah. You you probably don't even you know just because she's gonna feed you that too. You know. So good luck <laughs> with that. They say stats by CNN. Is that a, a place stats? Uh, yeah, downtown Atlanta. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. I mean, all right. So, so go to the Panera Bread. Okay. Or Zoe's. All right. Um, so, yeah, I mean anywhere where that serve good food, women love to eat. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna okay. name some. I'm gonna name some places, and I want to get you guys idea for a guy to meet a, a girl. Okay. All right, and then we'll help the ladies after that. All right, so, all right, what about the church? What do you guys think I about it? Like, you want to sleep with her that night, go to the church. <laughs> oh, so your chances are better. So <laughs> Look, I'm going to you If you're trying to get a quick hit and quit, go to church. All right, so the church is a great place. Okay. Yeah, because it's right. going to repent. All right. Uh, <laughs> We're, last week we, we kind of mentioned this. What about uh, the gym? The gym, yeah, the gym works for me. I mean, well, that didn't come out right, but uh, <clears throat> yeah, the gym is a good place to meet um, nice women who are, again, health conscious or you know in a transitional <laughs> period in their life where they may just you know be open to a conversation or you know whatever. Jim on Camp Creek. Camp Creek. Okay. Atlanta home, right? Okay. So the gym is cool. Um, all right. What about uh, the the famous gas station hookups? I've never. Wait a minute. Hold on. Let me check. I don't want to lie. I don't think I've ever met a woman at a, at a gas station in my life. Yeah. Man, I, gas station is great. No, I don't. I can't. Yeah, gas, gas station is. She got to be like. I mean, it just depends on how bad you want to pump that gas. Right. <laughs> <laughs> because now, you know, it's dudes be so aggressive now, they be scared. They run their sisters off. Right, right. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And all that mislaid, mislaid. Hey, shout Hey, let me holler at you. Let me, you know, it's just, I, I, I can understand how it will become 
you know, overwhelming and make a woman just, you know, retreat. So right. maybe not at the gas station. Well, when I was in, when I was not, you know, attached to somebody, first of all, it took a lot for me to approach you on site. So it got to be a situation where I can see how you're doing what you're doing, even if it's a few moments. It's because physical usually is disappointing. I'm, I'm, I'm just being honest. Most of the time that I don't look at something like, oh, yeah, let me just go holler at that just because of what it looked like. It was like, I can't wait to get this bitch out from in front of me. You know, right. So, so that's why I'm saying, I, you know, to me, it had to be a place. And I'm not saying like I'm saying like a restaurant or, or something like that. I, I you know, like you got to be like, like, oh, my God, I can't stop looking at you for me to approach you at a gas station. You know, <laughs> you just got to be amazing. You'd be like, yeah, girl, I seen you from the freeway. <laughs> I, had to, <laughs> I had to get off <laughs> quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's a that's kind of lightweight stock in there from the freeway. Oh right man, to get a junction. Weird. I seen y'all over there. Okay, um, so what about the ladies? Where where should what's a, we're a good place for ladies? Um, Shannon is single, and there's other single women in the the <laughs> chat room. So where's uh, where is a good place for uh, the ladies to find a guy? This is the worst place to meet a brother on the corner. I, I, I get women. I to meet somebody on the corner. If you get up in the morning and you go to work, and on your work, you see this brother and his friend hanging out on the corner, and you come home and they are hanging out on that same damn corner, that is not a guy you need to move into your house. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like the and then get and then you because he's not working. I'm like, where did you find him? You know, I mean, <laughs> what? right on the corner, right? Yeah. Him on the corner. So to me, I I want my sisters to go and find ambitious brothers. You know, go to a damn business district. You know, go go beyond the eight blocks of your neighborhood. Is is what I was saying. You know. Because there's brothers out there that just that's readily available to you. Right. Mm. I'm sorry. I didn't even change the mood. That, that's just a passion of mine, man. Because I hear ladies say it all the time. I'm like, well, 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 where did you meet him at? Oh, I was on my way to work and he was outside. <laughs> what What did you expect? Yeah. You know. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um. Well, let's talk, let's talk about breaking up. There's so many ways to break up. The old way was face to face, but it seems like people don't do that no more. No. So, <laughs> so now, now you get uh, some emojis. If you're lucky, you get a phone call. If you're lucky, you get a phone call. Um, sometimes you get a text breakup, and then they have this thing called ghosting. Where that person just poofs on you and you just you know they just disappear. That's me. I am the king. <laughs> Look, I, I I should have been an honorary Wu Tang member. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all be ghosting, Bro, really? It depends on relationship. If, again, if this is something that I'm not, but see, 
<laughs> see the ghost. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. If 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 it's not serious, you're gonna know it's not serious with me. I don't I don't play with women's emotion because I come from and I've seen the train wrecks that they leave. So I'm always straight up. You're like, like if we kicking it, we just kicking it. If it's something serious, it's something serious. But if it's not serious, yeah, bro. Yeah, I, your, your number would become. <laughs> I usually, I and and Jada asked. Why not just be honest? Well, the, I mean, a lot of the ghosting has to do with the the lack of reciprocity on the part of the female that is being pursued. I know that a lot of women are old fashioned. And they don't like to seem like they're thirsty. So they show little to no interest in the person that's actually pursuing them. And then what happens? Oh, somebody that is actually paying attention and reciprocating that attention now has my attention. So it's not like I just left you in the wind. You know, you kind of did that to yourself by not, you know, reciprocating the attention. And another part of that is some women and some guys, because we all know this, don't want to take no for an answer. Some of them, you can sit there and sit them down and be like, look, you know, I'm just not feeling this anymore. <laughs> I, I <don't> know? Take <laughs> and they, listen, I'm telling you, it's best just to let them get the message. Let them go ahead and make those 10, 11 phone calls or, or whatever damn texts they're doing now. You know, that, that eventually, you know. And women go so to men all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. All the time. They'll do it. Why they got you? Why they got your baby? Oh. <laughs> Baby mama oh. ghost. <laughs> oh, wow. uh, I I'm not a fan of the ghost thing. I feel like you I feel like you should tell the person you know, how you stalker in your life. I I've had a s I've had a stalker, but but no, I don't ghost. No, I don't do that. I've had I mean, I, I've had to get a couple of restraining orders. Oh, I haven't done that. Yeah, I've had to. Yeah. It was it was pretty bad, you know. So I ain't never had okay. a restraining order, but I, I have uh, had some 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 female friends or family uh, introduce themselves to some women. I had to put a chick out of my house at gunpoint in Decatur. Dang, why? Because she just showed up one lead, bro. I'm telling you, man. Just like, oh no, nah, we finna work this out. I'm like, no, nah, Charlie, you gotta go. I don't know what you thought. Sometimes no don't mean that's what I'm saying. I took the magazine out. I mean, Jesus Christ. They take the mag out, but I mean, look, we all adults. There are rules that we should not try to amend and break and try to rewrite you already know if we're just dating don't show up don't pop up at my house unannounced right you might get your feelings hurt because maybe this was some of the information that you were not privy to and it was not on me to divulge it right right mm -hmm. okay they have a question was there one in the chamber Plus, is it the they want to know about? Is it just the women that you've been attracting that made you do that? No, it was, okay. It's so number one. There was not 
um one in the chamber. I wouldn't even myself like if it was, um never mind. But uh and as far as as the women that I have attracted, I think that um women get the wrong idea about me because yeah, then just call the cops. No, nah, I ain't called no police to my house indicator to no. Mm-mm. Too many accidents happen with the police. I don't have time for that. But the women that I attract, I mean, I think that they may get the wrong idea about me. And, and women change. Well, everybody changed, but I've seen women change their relationship. Like I, I, I did somebody that I just thought was cool as hell because we hung out and it was cool. And and you know, this song, everything I love. When we broke up, I'm literally walking out the door with this girl right around my fucking leg. Her friend is sitting here telling her, you got to be a damn shame yourself. Just let that man go. So is to say that this is who you attract. It's, that's not always the case because you never know. <clears throat> excuse me. You never know how women, how people are going to uh, react when it comes to that breakup. So that's why I'm saying, look, if, if it's not like if we've been dating for like a year or something, yeah, I'm trying to sit down with you. And we're gonna try and you know hash this crap out. But if it's like, hey, what are you doing this weekend? You free? Yeah. When I get tired, if if, if something else comes along, I don't feel like being bothered with you no more. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not gonna sit here and go back and forth with you over why we're no longer communicating. You know, look, hey, I'm done. I hope you had a good time. Let's move on with our life. He said there are men that will pull their gun out on women and look to leave. <laughs> Whatever, man. You know, it's easy to pass judgment when you never stood in my shoes. So, you know, it's easy to say, well, oh, what you wouldn't do, shit. I, I you know, I can drop you, drop you off in the hood, and there's some, there's some <laughs> chicks that'll make you draw down quick to get back to your car. Well, while we have some laughter going on, let me give a good shout out to the people on the sidelines who are commenting tonight. Um, shout outs to Marisol and Leah and C. Will and Nazim, Dante, Anthony, Bradley, Angela, Jada, and Dre. Thank you all for joining the room. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, okay. So uh, there's there's several more questions I want to get to when it comes to uh, you guys' thoughts on. Oh, oh, that was her. Uh, relationships and whatnot. Um, one thing that we often talk about is family when it comes to the persons that we get involved with. Um, how much? How important is to you guys as far as the women that you guys have dealt with? In the past, now um, their family, their friends, the people they hang out with. When you dis- when you decide if you're gonna mess with them or not. Okay, I tell this story all the time. My wife is a <laughs> is one of those situations because I met her hanging out with a friend that I would not touch for money. Mm. And I always believe that birds of a feather flock together. I really did. So. Even though she was pushing up on me, I was like, no, you know, I'm being polite and, and, you know, we playing cards and hanging out. But my mind was made up the moment she walked in with that friend that, you know, this was not going anywhere. And it just happened that I saw my stepdaughter and 
I was like, well, God would not give a baby so precious to a bad woman. And that is what really made me even consider talking to her. Because I honestly used to believe that. I really did. That if she's a hoe, <laughs> everything that ran with her was hoeish. <laughs> right. that, that was serious. That's the way you I, I ran with my hoes. And everybody that I knew, one of the things about everybody that I ran with was we got women. That was one mm -hmm. of the things that without, and I'm not saying that to brag, I'm just saying it because again, it was reality. Like she, we used to do growing up as teenagers, we went to the mall, not to meet women, just to see how many damn numbers we have the shit we got, we threw away. You know, it, this is just how, this was the environment that we came up in. So, and everybody that was around me was involved with this. So I always assumed that birds of a feather flock together until I met my, my current wife. And I was like, whoa, this is different. So for me, it was important. I looked at your friends and your family and uh, the things like that. And then, you know, like I said, somebody came in and just shattered all that damn myth. <laughs> but right. yeah, b before Tiffany, it was a, if I saw you hanging in the hood, I wouldn't fuck with you. Mm. What about you, Terry? Um, well, I think that, you know, it's more important to me uh, the, the music that a person listens to than their actual family and friends. Because when the family and friends are not there, the music is. And, you know, I can kind of get the mindset of a person, you know, just by the music they listen to consistently, or at least what kind of mood they like to be in. You know what I'm saying? Whether they listen to hip hop or R&B or jazz or whatever. But it tells a lot about a person just looking through their catalog. Mm -hmm. so, with their friends and family, you know, people put on smiles and, you know, that, that other face all the time. So they can go around somebody that they don't particularly like and put on a whole show. And to you on the outside looking in, it'll look like, oh, well, all of them get along good. And then as soon as y'all pull off, right. she'll be talking about how she can't stand them hoes <laughs> mm -hmm. and don't want you back over there or around them. You know what I'm saying? So I don't really look at, at that. Now, close personal relationships, if you get that close to meet um, a close personal friend, then you have to look at what kind of lifestyle they live, you know, what kind of lifestyle they lead, because that's something if a woman befriends another woman, then she condones the way she lives. You know what I'm saying? And you can definitely, you know, pick up on a person's character about what they condone, what they allow in their mental space. You know, mm. if you have a woman that likes to listen to a lot of gossip from a lot of people, nine times out of ten, your business is going to be on Front Street. No doubt about it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and there's going to be too many people in her ear and she ain't going to be able to hear you when it, it really counts, you know. Mm. So stuff like that. But to me, the music is is very important. It, I mean, because it means so much 
to me, music, it marks times in my life where, you know, just certain songs I can listen to and it'll make me instantly tear up or to make me, you know, emotional because I think about that time in my life and where I was. So for people to be able to convey that, um, I think that's more important than, you know, these little fake relationships because Ramsey will tell you, I'll be the first one to say fuck family. No doubt. We we related by chance and happenstance. You know, I wouldn't have picked y'all motherfuckers out of lineup. So some of you. I'd have picked him, but you know that's music. I always like look at their W2, but they like the W2 helps Ramsey, they want to know how long you've been married. I've been married 18 years. Wow! Years. Congratulations! Wow. Getting close to twenty, man. Yeah, uh, we uh, we're actually going to uh, Japan for our twentieth anniversary. Whoa! Yeah. All right, cool. When is when is it? Uh, Twenty-one. Oh, okay. So, oh, so it just turned eighteen this yeah, year. Yeah, it just turned eighteen. Remy, that is so. Well, really, I'm going to Japan, and the first thing you asked was a weapon. <laughs> I, I don't know what I, you can't get no gunpowder back. So what the fuck? <laughs> Let me get one of them katanas. Yeah, but give me one of them too. The black one with the nappy head on. <laughs> nah, but man, uh, listen, marriage is a beautiful thing, bro. But it is. It, 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 listen, I don't. Don't get me wrong. It, it took a lot to get me here, and it and it didn't happen overnight. It really wasn't. Like I said, I come from, I tell you, I'm like a uh, ex-alcoholic. I come from a long line of hoes. And, and the record is the record is clear. You know, so it's, it's, it's I, I object. You, you can object. I know your history, too. <laughs> so, so like, what was, what was the big change for you? Was there the, the, the priest no, no kind of, I'm, I'm gonna tell you what happened. I'm gonna tell you what happened. Really. There had to be no priests. All our folks preachers. So <laughs> they, they prayed the whole out of you. Most of our family are preachers. Wow. We got whole gospel groups. No, but you happened, don't even. <laughs> what happened is I was on a transit bus one time with this girl, and um, I don't know. Could have been maybe twenty minutes. And she sat down beside me and and, and I used to I used to be pretty popular because I used to rap. And um also I've been on television because when my cousin died, we started a, a uh group and I was like known in the city for that too. So it was nothing for me to meet people and to conversate with people that knew me or knew my face, but didn't, you know, I didn't really recognize them. And as she was getting off the bus, off this uh, train, she said, uh, you don't even remember me, do you? Like, no, not really. I don't. And she said, You got a brother named Fat, right? And I was like, Yeah. And she explained to me that um we hooked up one night when I was my brother's wife. Mm. And that's when I was like, Whoa. <laughs> you know, because it first of all, just you know, and again, I'm not defending myself, but this is just what happened. I called by 10 o'clock at night. Yo, bro, what you doing? I'm chilling. I need you to come take a ride with me. Cool. All right. So he explained the situation. You know, somebody he's getting at, and 
they got a friend and just you know come keep them company and, and we're in the living room and they in the room next to the living room and you can hear everything i'm not going to sit here and talk about poker you know <laughs> poker in the front <laughs> <laughs> but you know again to me it wasn't it, it didn't mean Right. Right. You know, it's just like shooting a game of basketball. Exactly. I tell women about men that women don't understand because a man cheat doesn't mean he don't love you because we don't see sex like y'all see sex. We see sex as recreational. Like I, I put sex in the same damn boat and play a game of ball with my boys. Just, you know, like a man can be loving his wife, drive down the street, see something in a tight skirt, like, hmm. And that's all it is to him. It's just that feeling. It, it doesn't mean that he loves you no less or anything like that. It's just something to do. And that's what this was. But the fact that I saw how hurt she was, not that, you know, that I didn't, I mean, I didn't recognize her from shit. Right. You know, and, and I was like, man, you know, maybe I need to reevaluate the, <laughs> the way that I move, you know, the way that I do things. Because I've seen a lot of people hurt because the people that came up in front of me, I was usually the one giving the message to the ladies they no longer wanted to fuck with. Mm. So I've seen the train wrecks. You know, I've held them while they crying. Why, oh God, why won't he call me back? And why won't you know? I've seen it. I've seen it, and I always try not to do that. That's why, like I said, I've always been honest. If we're dating, we're dating. If it's serious, you'll know it's serious. If I don't say it's serious, don't come pretending like you're moving in my house or some shit like that. If, if I don't give you that, then it ain't that, you know. But um, yeah, that was the incident that that really, I was like, that's kind of fucked up. And so after that, I, I I came, I became more careful about the way I move and the things that I did. I'm not saying I I, I you know I settled down after that. I'm just saying that I became more aware about other people's feelings. Because again, like I said, I, I can see this girl face today when she got it. Cause she she don't talk and you know ask about the family and shit. You know what I'm saying? Laughing. Damn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's like, oh, you don't remember me, huh? And he said, you don't remember me because I never I never said a name. You know how? Did you, you know her name? No. <laughs> yeah. See. Yeah. I just remember clothing. <laughs> I was like, man, you remember the girl that had on the, you know. I remember, the white, the I, white blouse with the ruffles. And I, the, I remember yeah. where I meet, where I meet women. Like I, I remember things like that, but I, I don't, you know. But again, it, it was a wingman situation, and I like the moment we left, I was done with it. You know, we right you know. automatic deletion. Right. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that that was a time, man, when I was like, okay, you need to, you know. Again, I'm not saying that I stopped messing around them because I didn't, but that was the time I started checking, you know. It was like, well, maybe you need to, you know, make yourself more clear about, you know, what's going on. Maybe. Maybe. Now, now uh, you are, um, you guys are cousins, so you guys kind, of, you guys came up together, right? Um, what do you? What's the best thing you think you guys learned from each other? Oh man, from Terrence. Um, Terrence is one of the most knowledgeable brothers I, I've ever seen in my life. Like I keep telling him, if he was to become a lawyer, he'd be one of the most dangerous weapons in America. Mm -hmm. Because this dude, man, can I can I tell the story about the weed? 
Sure, tell the story about the weed. <laughs> no, man, this this is this is this is re- this is real talk, man. This is this is when I knew that this man right here was on another level. He called me one night on his way to um to Georgia, and he told me he got pulled over, and, and uh, cops smelt weed in. What you had a roach in it in it at an ashtray? Nah, I hadn't even smoked it yet. Yeah, it you, was... you tell the story. Go ahead, you tell the story. Well, I just um I had some perp. I was down in Miami. Got some flowers from my man, and um, I was leaving the funeral in Georgia, getting off the interstate. I had just rolled one up, and the cop flashes me, pulls me over, comes to the truck, and he's like, um, you know, I smell marijuana. And I was like, really? Okay, I don't know where you would smell any of that at. So he was like, can I search, you know, you mind if I if I searched the vehicle and I was like, sure, because I had hid the weed or so I thought. So the weed was actually on my shirt. The, um, I had some crumbs on, on my tie and stuff. Like I said, I was just leaving the funeral and I had, you know, the blunt was just sitting on the dashboard. So the guy, he was looking at me, he was like, uh, Okay, so I see marijuana on you, blah, 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 blah. He went through the whole spiel, did the sobriety test, and um, it was like, all right, so just go ahead and take me to jail. You know, you can keep your weapon in your holster. We ain't doing none of that tonight. Take my, I got bond money, and I got my weed at the house. So I just want to make bond, go home, and, you know, you done fucked up my evening with this little indiscrepancy. Anyway. <laughs> I um I go to court and the solicitor was like, hey, you know, if you come over here and sign this paper, you know, we can get you on the probation and get you on your way. And I'm like, um, for what? What did I do wrong? And he was like, well, you got caught with marijuana. I was like, well, that's not what this ticket says. This ticket says I got caught with a green leafy substance. So as far as I'm concerned, that could have been some oregano, some spinach, some uh arugula some motherfucking broccoli um it could have been some peat moss it could i mean it could have been a whole bunch but we're not just gonna say that it was marijuana because that's not what the ticket says so of course my black ass so troublesome i come up in here with all these motions filed motions of discovery filed because what i had was purple i say purple it was purple is like like Barney purple, you know, like Minnesota Vikings purple. Wasn't no green leafy substance in none of that shit. The officer smoked my shit. That's what the real deal is. Because I filed a motion of discovery, and I also filed a motion um, for the chain of of as evidence. You know what I'm saying? Who went, how did the chain of evidence go from me to him to the jail to wherever? Because you got to produce this shit. Where's your evidence? Where's the evidence that you caught me with? You got to, you got to bring that to court. And if you talking about this green leafy substance, we're going to strike this motherfucking jury up because I was smoking some perp. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> And you ain't gonna disrespect this perp. 
calling it a greenleaf substance. Anyway, and you know, of course, this is the third or fourth time the state of Georgia has seen me in that court system, and they're just like, get out, get out my courtroom. Don't don't bring him back in here for this foolishness. And my, my cousin showed up at my house, man, with with a thick ass Georgia law book. And I'm I'm talking about like thick ass Georgia law book. <laughs> it's not like one of those old Western dictionaries, like you know, big as shit. And when he went to court that day, I'm sitting there like, oh God. Man, just wait to get that phone call. Maybe, maybe they get him probation. Maybe they just find him. That's what they thought. <laughs> Motherfucking probation. And he called me when I, when I finally heard from him. He's like, man, I walked on that, man, because they, they weren't able to produce shit. I was like, bro, are you serious? He was like, yeah. It's like, man, this is what I'm saying, man. We need brothers like this, man, in the system. We need brothers like this that can that can take that knowledge and uh, understand it and comprehend it and then know how to move and work with it you know that's that's the thing that i love about him man is his knowledge is, is just on another level and and he can break it down whether you know he's in a room for the scholar or he's just sitting down hanging out with other people other brothers you know i, I just admire that about him you know I, I i think that like when he told me he was thinking about going to law school I'm like man if you go to law school you'd be one of the most dangerous weapons in america because you know what it's like to be on this other side and then if you really get into and learn how this system works and how it operates, oh my God, they, they wouldn't be able to stop it. They really wouldn't. That, that's that's what I might. You know, you know they kill me. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you already know. Y'all know they y'all know they kill me. But why could I say if I was president? Yeah. Hilarious. They didn't yeah, they did let they did let Brock go to work. Yeah, somewhere. <laughs> That's what's up. All right. What about uh what about you, Terrence? What have you learned from Ramsey? The the thing I, I love most about my big bro is that um he always holds himself accountable. You know what I'm saying? And he holds me accountable as well. And it's uh it, it's it's a very tough love, but it's a real it's a it's a thing that we need as far as men. Um, we need to hold each other accountable. You know what I'm saying? We need to be able to say, hey, bro, that was some bullshit. You need to change your ways. This is what I see. You know what I mean? You shouldn't have did that. You shouldn't have did that. So I, I have to respect, you know, a, a person that always hold themselves accountable first because it makes me mirror myself. It makes me check myself. You know what I'm saying? And you have to do that in order for you to, to get better. For you know, for you to progress in life, you have to be able to be real with yourself. You have to be able to check yourself, you know. And there are so many people that just can't do that. It's easy to blame somebody else for the shit that you do when you're not, you know, examining your own life. And in doing so. You never make any progress. All you do is complain. And I don't want to ever be a person that complain. You know, when I see, look, I used to work with a one arm carpenter. Damn. One wow. fucking arm. Never heard dude complain. Always got to work on time. 
And here, you know, you got motherfuckers with two good arms, two good legs, and all of the excuses in the world. But, you know, just that accountability, man, it, it makes you grow. It helps Wait, you. Wait, who didn't lose his arm in the carpenting accident, did he? I don't know. Um, I would, Like I said, I wasn't privy to none of that. I just ended up on a job with him, and I used to always ask him, you know, you know, what's up, man? How did you lose your arm? You know, and how does it make you feel to be working around people who complain and bitch and don't even appreciate the fact that they got two arms? And he was like, it made me want to shoot him in the face sometimes. <laughs> I bet. I bet. <laughs> and I'm like, I get it. <laughs> right. I, yeah. I totally get it. That'll drive me nuts, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, I got one arm. I wouldn't want to hear shit from nobody. Right. So, I mean, having a person like my big brother in my life and then, you know, the history that we got is not a, it, it's not a small thing. You know, our family has suffered a lot of tragedies. You know, we've lost a lot of people. We've lost people early that were very close to he and I, you know what I mean, to the point where it affected the health exponentially of other members of my family and they never got better. So for us to still be rocking all these years later, you know, especially, you know, how funky family act with you sometimes it's just a blessing, man. It's a blessing for sure. I love it. I love it. Now, since, um, you know, you guys talk about a lot of different topics and we talked about relationships, a little bit of, politics i, I want to kind of just get some of your take on different things uh before we go um and i want to start off with we're gonna start off because you mentioned music we'll talk we'll start off with a little hip-hop i'm gonna name an artist and then you guys give me your take on oh, that's just, on, that's just I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give an artist and i want you guys to give me your take okay okay anybody that he named is early is later than the 90s <laughs> Yeah, right. we're gonna be the diversified. We're gonna right. we're gonna talk about some current and some past. Okay, all right, all right. So we'll stay in the realm of hip hop. Uh, what do you guys think about? What do you guys think about uh, Drake? I think he's a rapper, not a, a MC. Hmm. Really? And I, I think that's what's wrong with hip hop. It's time to split the two. Rappers are commercial artists and should be seen as that. Hip hop is an art form. It's something totally different. Okay. What about you, Terry? I'm just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not a fan, huh? Not a fan. That was shade, though. I was like, I'm going to throw a softball. Okay. Uh, what about T.I.? Oh, wow. Okay. I think. Okay, let me let me see if I can do it short. I think that for a long time Jay Z held the crown as the best. I think Ti forced him to share it with him. I think that uh, if Ti was to focus more on music than the trap shit, he would probably go down as one of the best uh, artists we've ever had. So um, yeah, I, I I I get his dilemma where he's want to stay true to his roots and stay true to the. If you like really go and look at his catalog, he's one of the few, he's one of the most diverse damn rappers we've ever seen. 
I mean, he can do it with anybody in any setting, and he kill it every time. So um, I, I guess that that's that's why I would put him. Like if I had to, to stamp him, I would say he's probably the most diverse MC we've ever had. Okay. What about you, Terrence? What do you think about Ti? I like Tip. I mean, he remind me a lot of my little cousin Steve. I mean, lyrically, um, which is Ramsey's baby brother. But um, it, I I look at the duality of the music because you know we grew up in an era listening to pocket full of stones and listening to snoop listening to too short listening to um you know nwa and a lot of young black males who didn't have a whole lot of uh, male guidance this became the soundtrack to our lives you know this is how we kind of governed ourselves and went about how we lived our lives according to the music and according to the artists that we respected, you know? So I think that T.I. is a good artist as far as his brand, but where the respect comes in, now he does pay homage to the people that came before him. And I, I appreciate that. But I think as a respect thing, you know, it's just certain things you can't do. It's certain ways you can't move, you know. And um, I don't like the way Tip be moving sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Because I be, I be in the hood still a little bit, and you know, I fuck with Killer Mike, Killer Mike for Adamsville. You know what I'm saying? But. I don't know, man. I get some bad energy from Tip sometimes. You know, I mean, some stuff that he do in the hood. I ain't trying to take away none of the brother's accomplishments. He does a lot of good. He does a lot of good that nobody sees, nobody talks about, and he don't talk about it. But I just think that when you have that platform to be a man of the people, you have to be the man of all the people, not just the dope boys in the trap. Yeah, like I said, I think that's one of his biggest conflicts. And I think that's kind of what Tupac was that had to deal with. And I'm not putting Tip and Tupac in the same thing. I'm just saying that that it's a thin line to walk between being being uh dedicated to your roots and then also being that crossover artist that you know you can be. You know, and 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 I get that and I agree with you that that's like one of because I hate when I see Tip do a video in the hood. Cause you ain't sold a gram of crack in 15 years right right. like let's keep it all the way real bro you're not you know you're not in the hood like that so you know i think that the whole message the delivery the energy has to become more aligned to more what nipsey was saying before his demise you know if you go back and listen to a lot of his music he's talking about you know building up them places that we talking about is so fucked up by reinvesting, you know what I'm saying? And bringing the businesses back there, but we don't do that. So right. I'm saying he doing that, but you wouldn't, you wouldn't know if you were listening to his music. Exactly. You would think that he was buying up Bankhead 
with all the dope that he got riding around in the back. Of the <laughs> because that's how he's building his credibility, hood credibility. Right. On a business sense, we're not even privy to none of them business deals that he's making. You know what I'm saying? But I will say that the problem with, you know, you say it's just an ATL thing, Shannon. The problem with it being an ATL thing is that of all of the black cities in America, Atlanta boasts the most black millionaires, yet we own less than 1% of all the commercial property downtown. Again, how many rims can you put on this donk? How, how big rims can you put on this fucking Hummer? You know what I'm saying? It's already, you know, two feet off the ground. Right. You put some 40-inch rims on it. Great. But you could have bought the laundromat. Right. You know what I'm saying? And you could have right. gave somebody yeah. a job just watching the laundromat, but you didn't do that because you had to have these feet <laughs> on these little ass tires. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Gabe? Gabe is in the and D is in the chat room. All right, so we're gonna uh, um, and I'm gonna ask this question. Um, so, <laughs> who would you rank as the number one uh, uh, rapper out of Atlanta? Tia. Tia. Yeah. What about you, Karen? Out of Atlanta? Yeah. Andre three thousand. Right. I, I, yeah, I'm. I'm more Andre. Yeah. No. I, I get that. I get the comparison. Why everybody? No, 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 no. There's no comparison. Wait, 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 Don't you do this? No. Don't you? I'm never about to do this shit. Yes, you I see what you started? You see what? <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Look. You gotta look at the record, man. The record. The record. First of all, if it wasn't for three stacks, wouldn't be no fucking record. What do you mean? Wouldn't be no, <laughs> be no record. What do you mean? Wouldn't be no record? <laughs> Are you are you saying if it wasn't for Outkast, wouldn't be no Atlanta music? I, know I didn't know. I'm not saying okay. if right. it wasn't for Outkast, it wouldn't be no Atlanta music. All I'm saying is if it wasn't for Outkast, excuse me, if it wasn't for Andre 3000, wouldn't be no Outkast. And if it wasn't no Outkast, yeah, it might not be the quality of music that we getting out of Atlanta. We've gotten quality music out of Atlanta because of Outkast. We've got quality music out of Atlanta because of Jermaine Dupree. Not outcast. Okay, I ain't I ain't heard JD on an album do nothing comparable to Andre Three Thousand. He asked about MCs. Right, right. I'm just saying that if you're gonna if you're gonna lay claim to Atlanta, lay claim to the man that did all the shit that came out of Atlanta. JD had his hand on. Okay, okay. Now, what I'm saying, JD Studio is right around the corner. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying, I put Andre in the same category I put Lauren Hill. Oh, uh, see now that's when me and him we we go at it on the Lauren Hill uh, yeah, subject. That, that's I put it in the same category. I mean, Dre dropped the solo shit. Let me see you do that work that everybody's claiming you can do. Hell yeah, he kill it on features all the time. He kill it on features all the time. But let me see you carry a fucking album. You compare him to a man that has done this his whole career. But you're talking about you're comparing him to Tip, where. Every one of Tip's albums sound a fucking like every one. But which one I made a hit? All of I oh I'm not saying that none of them were hits. Okay, they're all hits. <laughs> I mean the boy make he good make good music, true enough. But I'm saying if we got a rank, 
the Atlanta rankings. And I'm gonna work it off work. Is all right. Is uh is Soldier Boy in the top five? Of what? Of what? Atlanta <laughs> from the from the bottom. Top five. From the bottom? <laughs> <laughs> he ain't in y'all top. He ain't on the Mount Rushmore. He's not Atlanta. in the top five thousand. That one ain't even in the dirt. I mean, Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Round. You mean Mount they did a Mount Rushmore of Atlanta MCs? Not even Soldier Boy. No, bro. No. Who, who again? Soldier Boy. No, man. Soldier boy. No, no, hell no, no, no. I can pull up. No, hell no, no. I've been waiting. You say no. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Oh man, is, all right. Is Luda on there? Yes, I think Luda. Okay. Listen, next to Andre, I think Luda is the is the greatest wordsmith in Atlanta. I mean, if if, okay. if you're looking if you're looking at lyrics, this dude put together the words that the motherfucker wordplay is on the next level. I beg to differ. I'm sure you would, but <laughs> I beg to differ. <laughs> but, okay, so we we have Andre. What is it? Four presidents on there. So yeah, yeah. so it's Andre, Luda, um, Ti, and Killer Mike. Killer, Killer Mike. What? Look, y'all are not gonna keep questioning me about Killer Mike. Y'all need to get y'all game up <laughs> and stop sleeping on my boy. It's Adamsville, man. <laughs> With Killer Ray Bruh. Bruh. Yeah, give me somebody that put some work in. Killer Kill from the field. Why you, why you? Really? <laughs> don't hate on grind time. No, I'm not hating. I'm just saying there's other people out there that don't put in more work. Dude. He say Andre Luda, T.I. and Killer Mike suck. <laughs> Might well put grown bone crush up there. Nah, we ain't putting a bone crush up there. But I mean, I'm talking about, you know, there's certain songs that you actually learn something from. There are certain songs that will actually, you know, spark an intelligent commentary. There are certain songs that will actually make you go pick up a dictionary or an encyclopedia or get on your Google search or whatever. Mm-hmm. And all of those, of all of those artists, Killer Mike is the one who pushes the envelope the most to me. But again, you have to be listening to his music. Right. So if you're not listening to the music consistently, yeah, you're going to miss that. He said, Pastor Troy, man, that big ass. <laughs> 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 PT Cruiser. <laughs> I don't know, man. You know that that fourth spot would be hard to give to, to somebody because why? Are you gonna give it to Killer Mike? I'm gonna tell you why. Because see, what about Big Boy? You gonna give it to Big Boy then? I don't have a problem giving it to Big Boy because but you ain't gonna give it to Killer Mike. Hold on, and here's why I don't I don't have a problem with that because I've never heard anybody in my life say that. Uh, Andre Carey outcast. I've never heard anybody say, I ain't never heard anybody say that in my life. I'm gonna tell you what I even heard about Three Stacks being a great MC is when Eminem did his top five. Before then, I ain't never heard anybody separate outcast until Me. that day. That's when everybody yeah. like Andre is Andre is this and Andre is that. Big, so, big boy is a good is so, a good rapper. Yeah. He's not he's not even close so, to uh, uh, for me. Yeah, I, I would give it to Big Boy. I, I can I can go T.I. Ludum and Outcast. I, I can go there and feel comfortable with it for Atlanta. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not. I don't. I'm cool with that. But again, see, right. my thing is, I, I'm. 
I, I'm about lyrics. Okay, so so, and there's no baby that you can sit there and have not given Killer Mike's catalog a good listen. listen. As I'm saying, you ain't listen to it. So you, I'm just saying that there's somebody better. It's not shitting on Killer Mike. It's just saying that I feel there's somebody better. That's that's that, that whole shit that people do now. It was said, what about baby D? Lord help. <laughs> <laughs> that's a real Well, thing. you you that's really well, you must be from the hood for real. Fucking good God. Hey, y'all, y'all ask Rams, y'all ask y'all, y'all remember Kilo? Remember Kilo? Ask Rams about Kilo. You still denying that you? Man, I did not fight Kilo. I keep telling you that. No, you didn't fight him. Moving on. It wasn't no fight. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, they. It wasn't they, no fight. They, they, they mad about the Andre three thousand. He said they, my brother's they, party. Yeah, but they know I ain't lying. Show me his right. work. I mean, hell, any damn body that you can pop off and give sixteen here, get sixteen there. Of course, cause that's all you're doing on a full fucking project and carrying it and making it make a statement that's something different that's something totally different and again it's not me shitting on andre i'm just telling you the truth but you if your have, statement you if your no statement work. is gonna be dope boys in the trap no that's not a statement no, no, no. that's a no, statement that's been made already is, is you can't sit here and compare this dude to people that don't put in work who andre I can't compare Andre to because he hasn't put in the work. Really? What are you comparing him to? I'm comparing him to playlistic, uh, funky yeah, Cadillac music. I'm compared to ATL. I'm all right. Well, I mean, how else am I gonna get Andre without Outkast? Say it again. I don't need the PSC. Cause see, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me ask this question. Let me ask this question. If you had Outkast, listen to what he just said. What you just say? How else? Am I gonna get Andre without listening to Outkast? Thank you. You just made my point. But T. I. You I, don't have to listen I to cannot to listen to PSC just to listen to Ti. You don't have to because Ti got work. Luda got work. That's what I'm saying. Ramsey, Ramsey, if you had Outkast hanging off a cliff, you had Andre in one hand and Big Boy in the other hand. You had to let one go to save the other. I got no Come thing. on, you gonna let Big Boy go? You know, big boy. And we love big boy, but you are gonna let big boy go. And you're not gonna even lose sleep over it. Child support might be eating them up, man. We don't know nothing about it. So <laughs> <laughs> real talk, man. Today, I, today I would say big boy because big boy's still in it. Look, we'll be sad when big boy go, but we're gonna be really sad why, when Andre goes. Why are you saving Andre? Andre ain't rapping. So why it's the it's the chance that he might come back? He ain't if, if this about hip hop, why you say Andre? Andre ain't rapping no more. That's true. He might come back. He, he could might. he could come back. I mean, I big boy has man that's putting in work. Big boy has consistently put out even good your work. man, even your man said that that he's pissed off about that by Andre. He said he blamed the state of hip hop on Andre and, and he named somebody else. He said the reason why hip hop is where it is is because these type of rappers stop rapping. Kill Mike said that. He's coming back. He's coming back. I feel it in me bones. I feel it. <laughs> Somebody need to rap. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> you know what? Uh, you can silence me all you want, but it, it don't change the truth. It ain't going to do no good. Andre put it. All right. 
So be, before we before we go out to, I want to ask another hip hop question because I I never get a chance to talk hip hop unless my boy Keenan, uh, who's in the chat and uh, free. Sometimes we talk uh, hip hop a little bit. Um, all right, so who's on your all time Mount Rushmore of of MCs? Rakim. 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 That's that. We agree on real easy. Yeah. Yep. Me too. He's the goat. Rakim, Pop, um, Karis One. And yep. Then, and fourth spot, kind of tricky. Who's the uh, third one? Uh, Karis One. Oh, okay. Who's the second one then? Um, Pop, Tupac. Tupac. Okay. Rakim, Tupac, Karis One, and I'm I'm kind of torn between. I want to give Biggie love for what he did, but again, when I look at the work. There's a lot of motherfuckers that put in more work before him. A lot of motherfuckers that put in more work. You know. Soldier boy. Stop with the soldier boy shit. You're gonna change our <laughs> relationship here tonight, man. We <laughs> <laughs> got like 83 albums. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, I guess tonight, if I had to do uh the four, oh man. Um I Big <laughs> Draco. No, no. I think I'm kind of leaning toward Q. Uh, who? Ice Cube? Ice Cube. I, actually, our list is very close to that. Yeah, very close. All right, uh, I'm going to say mine after. Uh, what about you, Terrence? Who's on your Mount Rushmore? Hip, uh... Um, Definitely the R sit at the top of the list. You know, nobody uh-huh. did it better. They still trying to do what he what he did. Um, Number two. I would have to definitely go with uh, Nasir Jones. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, I, mean I, res- I respect lyricism at, at, its, at its finest, and I always get something from Nas. Um, mm-hmm. Number three, um, <laughs> I got to go with three stacks, man. I mean, oh, I- Andre 3000 is honestly one of the reasons i ever felt like i could rap mm. you know um number four goes to you know tupac shakur and in, in his you know in his de- in his demise you got andre over pop andre over pop yeah and mm. i and i and i'll tell you why i'll tell you why because now that I'm grown and I go back mm. and I listen to the music and I listen to the cues that we was taking, you know what I'm saying, as young men who really didn't have no guidance, we really wasn't getting shit from the gangster music that was productive. You know, we only really got glimpses of greatness from Pop when he was on some revolutionary shit. What do you mean? But it was, what I mean is, is that the message was so shrouded and gangsterism and this fucking this Meryl this Meryl bravado without any knowledge of self. That's that's that was the the problem with the music. Like I said, now that I'm grown, I can do that because I can put Pac in his proper perspective. As I mean, strictly from a lyricism standpoint, like I said, there was sometimes that when Pac was just going at somebody's head, yeah, he's awesome, but the detriment that the music did and how it into the pop because I lived it 
I can recite whole Tupac albums, you know, when I can't tell you the motherfucking voters drop for the 200 feet, uh, number 10 wire. And I've been an electrician for 16 years. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So the impact that Tupac had as a as an artist was so great. But I understand that there was some duality there because that's he. That's what made it great. I understand that, but like I'm saying, as a child, yeah, I would have put, I would have, I'd have, I'd have put Pop at the very top. I'd have put him over Rakim. At in in 1996. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? But in 2019, yeah, he, you know, he, he's right there, number four. Wow. Well, I mean, I don't, I'm not putting it in a, in an order, but uh, but Rakim is to me the greatest MC of all time. Uh, two is KRS-One. They're the two most quoted artists, too, uh, MCs. Three, Nas, and four, I would put, uh, I actually, I put Ice Cube as my number four. So he was probably one of the most influential for me growing up right there with like Chuck D um, was, was huge for me as well, coming up as well. So, but those are my four. And then, you know, Tupac is right there. No Jay-Z. I actually, you know what? I'm not a big Jay-Z dude. He's going top four now. I'm not going to put Jay-Z. He, he's like, he's a, he's a very good MC. But he's not nice. We'll, we'll put him in there when he die. We'll stick him right, in there. Right. <laughs> when he's dead, we'll, we'll throw him in there. Yeah, heavy D. <laughs> now I, I'll say this before we go. Before we go, I gotta revisit a beef me and Ramsey had on one of the shows, and like a we were talking about hip hop beefs. And uh, remember, Karis One did the real Blueprint album. Uh, but uh, one of the one thing we had a big uh, disagreement over was Ice Cube. I mean, uh, LL Cool J versus Cannabis. And we both agree that the cannabis second round knockout was a better diss song. So what the it was <laughs> it, so that was that's we agree, right. but the disagreement was who won the battle. It was clearly L Cool J won because he destroyed his career and he was no more this, after that. This is, this is what destroyed it. A phone call destroyed it. That's why cannabis didn't respond. To uh to the what what the fuck ever it was that the second song uh, LL came out with, that's why there wasn't no response because the phone call came and said, "Hey, uh, look, you can't go against an icon like this and there's not be retaliation behind it." I agree. So it, it, LL ain't never won a fucking battle. He never has. I'm saying he won. Well, maybe you could say he won the war because. We never seen cannabis again because the simple fact that the man had they, listen, it's like the whole uh KRS one Nelly shit. Ain't nobody, ain't no, 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 bro. He did not beat Kumo D, it wasn't even close. You must haven't heard Let's Go. I'm telling you, Kumo yeah, D, Let's Go is one of the most creative and destructive damn battle rap in history. Only thing better than that is uh Ether. And uh, no Vaseline. No Vaseline. I'm telling no Vaseline, you, no Vaseline, Vaseline is by far is LL, the... LL didn't even try to respond to Modi. <laughs> I'm telling you. Just right. But no, what I'm saying, man, is that if you're talking about, and this is what I'm talking about, I'm talking about lyrics. I'm talking lyrics, about yeah. what? Then cannabis ate his ass up. Now, if you want to talk oh, about, about lyrics, yeah, LL survived this shit. LL survived this shit with Modi. But it has shit to do with it. No, no uh, we agree. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, the two songs is not even close. It's not even close. But as far as you could say that he won because he deleted him out of the. Shannon, who is your Mount Rushmore of? Oh, I'm so glad that you asked. <laughs> you understand? You know what I'm saying? Can't get it. Okay, she got Rakim, uh-huh. Kara's one, Ice Cube, and Tupac. See, man, we on the same page. <laughs> but, now, yes. but no, man, I don't, like, like I'm saying, if you want to talk about who survived, then yeah, LL was the icon. LL had the label behind him. That's that's true. But lyrically, LL got his ass towed up. That's just no question about it. He got no. no I agree. We agree. Destroy and and as a as a former rap battler, that's what I look at. That's what I look at. Who who the hell say what? I I totally agree. I a hundred percent agree. So Thanks Shannon, for your, your, I, your I Mount Rushmore. <laughs> oh, you can read because no one asked me. I asked myself. No, no, because you were doing something. That's why. That's the only reason why I didn't. So. I didn't want to. Uh, it's too late. Too late. I asked myself, and I answered myself, and I thanked myself for asking myself. Amen. Okay. Pass the collection plate next. All right. So, with that said, um, how can we exactly. start off with you, um, uh, Terrence? Uh, how can we get you on social media? <laughs> <laughs> so. That's an inside joke, yeah. <laughs> we just laugh because Ramsey has been fussing at me because I was not on social media. Yeah, but you, you gotta help promote Ryan. That's that's part of it. Um, <laughs> but so anyway, I can be reached at Alcabulon King on Facebook. I guess it's A L K E B U L A N King on Facebook. That's all I got. Oh, you can call my no, don't call me. Yeah. All right. What about you, Ramsey? How can we get you on social media and tell us about your website, when we can get the show, and all that good stuff? Okay, uh, you can get me personally on Ramsey Hill, R-A-M-S-E-Y-H-I-L-L on Facebook. Our uh, network is Raya Network. That's R-A-I-A, Rise Above It All Network. Uh, that's also our website, RayaNetwork.com. And there you can see some of the things we got going on as far as um, August is going to be a big month for us. We have three new shows. Shit. <laughs> we got three new shows coming out. Yeah. And we premiered one of our movies that we uh, did earlier this year. Um just kicking it. Show with uh, Terrence and myself can be heard and seen on Thursday night at 9 o'clock on our Facebook Live or also tune in on the TuneIn app. You can download that. And uh, also during the day, we have what we call a jam session, which is where we play 100% independent music all day long. That's right. We are supporting those people out there by putting their music in a real radio station. So if you get tired of listening to Jay-Z, Beyonce, and what what's the, what's the skinny little white girl out now? Um, uh, it, uh, Iggy Azalea? No, no, the girl that's singing. Yeah, white girl. What's the, any of them? <laughs> any other little skinny white girls out there singing? If you're tired of listening to them, you Molly, to Molly Virus. If you get tired of listening to the same thing over and over and over again, did he call her Molly Virus? Molly. He did. <laughs> <laughs> 
appreciate that and i always enjoy coming on your show and um you know we talk a lot of really great topics we go back and forth and it's all love when it's all over so i always appreciate that about it no doubt no doubt man it's always a pleasure to hang out with family man man uh shannon how can we get you in social media tell us about your show on sunday as well Social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Shannon Ford, like the president, hyphen Jefferson, like the president. And I have a show on Sunday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Get Vocal called A Set Apart Woman. All right. And um, do you know what your next show is going to be about? I do. You'll have to tune in on Sunday to find out. Oh, okay. it's mystery. That part. <laughs> you give me a Kente F on Twitter and Kente Ferguson on Instagram. And we'll be back Thursday with all new episode of Cinema Death Fromage. We'll be reviewing the movie Death Race 2000. And we'll be back next Monday with an all new episode of Men and Women Talk, the Mars Venus show. So thank you everybody. You guys have a wonderful week. God bless. Bye. Good night. <laughs>